Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you might be listening to this. This is The Cross Effect with Evangelist Willie Bird. I am so thankful that you tuned in today, and I hope you get a blessing out of what you hear today. We have received so many good comments and feedback from all the many podcasts that we've done so far. We've done five, so this will be number six. So I'm very excited and very thankful. Everybody across different age groups is listening, and I just can't tell you how much I appreciate that. I'm so in love with this platform, another way to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it just doesn't get any better than that. We got some really good feedback from the podcast last Monday talking about what is your purpose in life for me to live as Christ. And I want y'all to know that's my motto I live by, for me to live as Christ. What's my purpose? What's my vision? What's my dream? Well, it's Christ. Everything that I am rests in Him. So I won't talk any more about that because y'all got enough about that through the sermon um, last Monday. So since we got some good feedback and we just keep getting great feedback and a lot of plays from this, I figured it would be a great way to share my messages once again because like I said before, as pastors or preachers, sometimes the messages you preach, you only preach them one time. And I just want them to be able to get out there more and reach more people. Um, I'm just so thankful for the messages that God has given me over the years. I think I've got like 80 on my um, iPad that I've typed up over the years. Um, so I'm just so thankful. I won't take up too much of your time because this podcast coming up, this is another sermon from the vault of Willie Bird Ministries at River of Life with Pastor Dud Spencer. I thank him for all the many times behind the sacred desk and all the many times he's reached out to me and been there for me. This sermon is entitled, Jesus is Enough. Now, before you stop right there, you're like, well, I've already heard this before. This is a new avenue, a different way of thinking on Jesus is enough. And I hope y'all get a blessing out of it. The reason why it's a little bit longer is because I added in a song that me and my grandma sang together. Um, and also at the end, we've got some music playing at the end. So I hope you are blessed by this. Thanks again for watching or listening. I always say watching, but listening to the Cross Effect podcast with Evangelist Willie Bird. Enjoy this message from the vault of Willie Bird Ministries. Jesus is enough. God bless. Grandma, come on up here. Come on. Come on. Grandma used to sing back in the day. And nobody's ever heard Grandma sing. Raise your hand if you've heard Grandma sing. We've got two or three. Grandma can sing better than I can sing. And she can do it, boy. Let me tell you. She was, her daddy started the Christianaires. And we traveled all around doing all kinds of music. She don't like it when I call her up here. But she can still sing. Amen. She, she's still got a work to do for the Lord. It ain't over yet. Amen. It ain't over yet. This is an old song she used to sing called The King and I, and it's one of my favorites. Talks about how the King and I, we once used to be strangers, but now we're hand in hand. We're best friends. Y'all listen to this old song. You want to do D?
That's pretty. That song right there never gets old, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I like the last part of that song. It says, Now we're not strangers, the king and I. Amen. How many's glad when you got saved, amen? When you got saved, you're no longer strangers. No longer strangers, but you walk hand in hand. Amen. The king and I. One of my all time favorites. She didn't want to do it, but I know she felt spirit when she got up here. She's got more. That's not all she does. And she does a fine, fine job. Uh, this morning, I'm going to be using a lot of scripture. But how many know that's okay? We heard plenty of it. Uh, what was it? Wednesday night? Keith's done an awesome job. Y'all give him another hand. Amen. That blessed my heart just as much as it did anybody else's, I'm telling you. And it was really cool. So this morning, I'd like to speak to you all on the subject, speaking for just a few moments, Jesus is enough. Now this this probably be one of my shortest sermons here, but um, the Lord just, well, let me tell you what happened. First off, I haven't since, Doug asked me to preach about a month ago, a month ago, I kept hearing the Lord tell me the phrase, you must be born again. And I kept hearing that and hearing that and hearing that. And I said, Lord, that's probably what you want me to preach on. Then I go to praying and my own personal time with God. Got my uh, time alone music playing, you know, got all that going. And the Lord said, I want you to tell my people that I'm enough. Because I don't think they believe it like they should. Okay? And that's a, so my whole repertoire changed. I already had the message typed out. I already had everything ready for you must be born again. But then the Lord likes to turn the tables on you. Amen? But that's okay. That's okay. So we go through day to day most of the time doing our own thing. Amen? We're going our own way. We hear the preacher preach. We hear the song sang. But for some reason... We still have an empty space. Amen? For some reason, I believe the church as a whole has an empty place. It seems that we think we can coast through life just going through regular church commotions and routines. It seems that when we go through a certain situation in our lives that we have to find a way out of it ourselves. Come on. We try to find it out ourselves. It seems that we try to put steps to a plan that will rid us of this sinful lifestyle that we're in. All this sickness and disparities that we're going through in our lives. And it seems like we try to find all these remedies and ways to go around it without getting to God. Come on. Come on. I know somebody's saying amen out there this morning. But when you're trying to go through all those things. And God gave me this as I was just typing because what I do is I say, Lord, speak to me. After I'm done praying and saying all I want to say to God, I say, Lord, your servant hears you. I'm ready. Speak to me. And I just wait. And then the Lord will start speaking to me and I just start typing. And this was one of these things that he told me. But sometimes we try to find all these ways to do these certain things in our life when God is saying... Go through my son, Jesus. Go through my son, Jesus. You want victory in your life, church? It's through my son, Jesus. You want salvation? It's through my son, Jesus. You want the baptism of the Holy Spirit? It's through my son, Jesus. You want the sickness gone in your life? It's through my son, Jesus. You want complete wholeness in your life? It's through my son, Jesus. Through and by his finished work at the cross. That's where it's at. You want a revival? It's through his son, Jesus Christ. We lift Jesus up so high, as high as we can lift him up, so the Father will in turn be glorified. That's what we're here at church to do, to lift him up so the Father will be glorified. It's not for you to try to do it within yourself because Jesus already paid it all, church. He already did it. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to work up? There's nothing good within yourself. And I'm getting ahead of myself. 
But there's nothing good within yourself. It's all through His Son, Jesus Christ, in the cross. You won't find the right way anywhere else. You won't find the right remedy anywhere else. It might work temporarily, but let me tell you, if you don't go through and buy Jesus Christ in the cross, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Billy Graham preached Calvary more than any other preacher I think is out there. And I heard him several, several times. Come to Calvary. Come to Christ was his most used words and his phrases and his sermons. We need to go through Christ. We don't need to lay the cross down and forget what Jesus has done for us. But we need to pick it up and carry it and share the gospel with the world. The gospel of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. It's through His Son Jesus. You want a best friend? Oh Lord. Come on. You want a best friend? That you can go to your present help in times of trouble. The one that you can cry out to when you have nowhere else to turn. Nobody to go to. You can't get the right answers here. You can't get the right answers at the liquor store. You can't get the right answers through the drugs. You can't get the right answers through cocaine. You can't get the right answers anywhere else in this earth. But through Jesus Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah. Because I'm preaching good but y'all ain't amen and good. Bless his holy name. Come on, you want a best friend. I'm talking about time alone in his word. Time alone to where you get away from everything. You shut the door on this world and you get face to face with Jesus Christ. And you get alone with him and you say, God, I want to hear something from you. God, I want to read something that blesses my soul. God, I just want to know more of who you are. When you get alone with him, your best friend. I used to tell people in college all the time, they said, Willie, why are you always happy? Why are you always, you know, smiling? I seen something bad happen to you the other day, but you're still smiling. And I said, well, that's because I take all my despairs, all my problems, all my anger, everything that might be in me, I take it and lay it at the feet of Calvary. And when I lay it at the feet of Calvary, it's like Jesus nails it to his cross once again, even though he's already did it. But in my spirit, it's like he nails it to the cross once again. And I don't have to worry about it because it's at the cross. I don't have to worry about my burden. I don't have to worry about my sickness, my disease, whatever it is. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to preach because Jesus Christ already knew it before I even spoke it. Hey, that's good preaching. All these situations, ceremonies and routines and remedies in order to find a way to defeat Satan and to defeat sin in our lives. We're trying to defeat that sin nature, and I'll get to that in a moment. But Jesus is enough, church. Y'all didn't hear nothing. Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. We don't need another program. We don't need another remedy. We don't need another spiritual fix. We don't need another ear tickling. We don't need no more of that junk, but we need Jesus. The church needs Jesus. We've left Jesus out at the back door. And we think that he doesn't need to be involved in this service because we got our routine figured out. Come on. Come on. We've got our church figured out. I'm sick and tired of going to church without the Holy Ghost. I'm sick and tired without seeing a move of God. I'm sick and tired of not seeing souls saved. I want to see Jesus move. And the only way you can do that is to put your faith in Jesus Christ and His finished work and you seek His face and you humble yourself and you pray and you pray until God moves. Jesus is enough. We don't need all this other crap. We don't need all this other junk. We don't need all this fake preaching. We don't need the fake word. We need something that's real, that's true, that's divine, that's all-powerful. Jesus is altogether lovely. Jesus is the sweet rose of Sharon. He is the great I Am. He is Jesus. He is God Almighty. And beside Him there is none else. Don't give me the fake preachers out there. I'm tired of it. Thank you, sweet Jesus. We don't need some miracle water that you're trying to sell me for 30 bucks on the internet. 
We don't need that. We don't need a false gospel going out there telling us that we can live any way we want. We don't have to ask forgiveness anymore. Come on, look it up. If you ain't heard it, it's out there. You don't have to ask forgiveness anymore because your sins are forgiven past, present, and future, so you don't have to ask. Did you sin this morning? Did you sin yesterday? Did you sin? Are you going to sin tomorrow? Most of the time, you're going to fall short. No matter how hard you try, I'll say most of the time, you're going to fall short. Because there's always something more that you could have done. There's always more time that you could have spent with Jesus Christ. There's always more time that you could have spent in His Word. There's always more time to be with Jesus. Do you prefer Jesus? Or do you prefer this world? I prefer Jesus. But we don't need another law. We don't need another rule. All we need is to cry out to Jesus. Jesus is enough, church. Where did we go wrong thinking that we could obtain all this other stuff from another man? You know what that other man is? Satan. Come on. You know what that other man is? Satan. You know, they say you're not supposed to call him out. But Willie Bird wouldn't be doing his Bible right and wouldn't be reading right and wouldn't be studying right if he didn't call them out. Because my Bible says to mark those which cause division among you. Mark them. Joel Stink can stand up here all day long and all you're going to get is a motivational speaker. That's it. Kenneth Copeland thinks you can buy him a pretty jet. And you've made God's will in your life. Come on. Joyce Myers thinks that. I didn't cut you off. Hello? Okay. (laughs) Joyce Myers thinks, come on, I'm just going to do this because I feel led to do it. And if y'all don't like it, then that's okay. You don't have to give me up here no more. But Joyce Myers thinks that Jesus went down into the dungeons and the devils were beating on his back and the devils were tormenting him and making him struggle. No. My God went down there with all power and authority and he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave and he didn't have to struggle. He didn't have to worry because he's God Almighty. Amen. That's enough of that junk. If you're listening to him, I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not. You need to quit listening to him. Turn on Sunlight Broadcasting Network and you'll get more God than anything. Jesus is enough. I didn't plan on all that. Part one, every good and perfect gift comes through and by Jesus Christ and his finished work at Calvary. My first scripture for this morning. Second Peter chapter one, verse three. Second Peter chapter one, verse three. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things, all things that pertain unto life. I want you to highlight these words. Because that way you'll understand which words I'm putting the emphasis on. According to His, highlight His, that's Jesus. His divine power, not yours. Has given unto us all things, circle all, that pertain unto life, highlight life, unto life, this life here on earth, and godliness, highlight godliness. Through the knowledge of Him, not you, the knowledge of Him, so highlight Him, Jesus, I'm wanting to get y'all's focus on this. That hath called us unto glory, highlight glory, and virtue. It is through and by Jesus Christ and His finished work that we even know who Jesus Christ is. We wouldn't know who He was if He never come down to this earth. We wouldn't even know Him if He hadn't revealed Himself to us. Jesus has got to reveal Himself to you before you get convicted and you come up here. Unless the Holy Spirit draw us. Amen? So what your Bible says. So Jesus, the Holy Spirit always reflects Jesus Christ. So if the Holy Spirit's convicted your heart and your life, that's when you make the move. Because the Spirit is drawing you. Because Jesus is drawing you. Because Jesus revealed Himself to you. Every blessing we've obtained in this life didn't come by our own doings. I don't care how good of a job you got. I don't care how nice of a house you got. It didn't come by your own doings. But it came from Jesus Christ Himself. Because He seemed fit for you to have it. 
If he didn't want you to have it, he wouldn't have seen fit for you to have it and you wouldn't have had it. I don't care how good you are. He's seen fit for you to have that promise, that blessing, or that gift. It's because of Jesus and has nothing to do with anything of yourself. Because in ourselves is nothing. I preached this before. In ourselves is nothing. It dwells no good thing. In ourselves is nothing, but in Christ is everything. It's through Him that you have a family. It's through Him that you're able to sing, play, preach, teach. It's through Him that you have a job and a house to go home to when you get off. It's through Him that you even have breath in your lungs to speak with. It's through Him that you're able to give Him a praise. It's through Him that the world even spins correctly on its axis. It's through Him that we have everything that we have in this world. It's through Him He created it. I don't care if man invented 500 things. They had to start with a thought. That thought came from Jesus. Jesus is enough. If it wasn't for Him, you wouldn't have woke up this morning. You wouldn't have been able to woke up and give your wife or husband a kiss this morning. If it wasn't for Jesus. If it wasn't for Jesus, your house would be in flames right now, right before your very eyes. Do you have that strong of faith? If it wasn't for Him. If it wasn't for Him, you wouldn't even know salvation. You wouldn't know love. You wouldn't know peace. You wouldn't know happiness. You wouldn't know joy. You wouldn't know life. Unless you've met Jesus Christ. Unless you've met Jesus Christ, you're dead and none of His anyways. You've got to come to Calvary. But because of Him, church. Oh, y'all better get this. Come on. Because of Him. I don't even have to say nothing else and y'all should be shouting. Because of Him. I'm able to breathe. Because of Him, I have a lovely wife. Because of Him, I got a child on the way. Because of Him, I have a great family. Because of Him. Because of Him. Jesus is enough. And enough alone in Him. It's enough. Because of Jesus, I'm up here preaching the gospel. The greatest enjoyment that Jesus could ever ask me to do. I'm glad done. I'm the most happiest when I'm up here because I know I'm serving my Jesus. And I know I'm doing it correctly. It's in Him. And my life, when I came up here and got saved, well, I'll say when I was 17 and I got baptized with the Holy Spirit, my life became complete in Him. Now, that doesn't mean I don't need to pray to Him or I don't need to come up here for another feeling and I don't need to talk to Him anymore because my life is complete. No, I need to call on Him every single day of my life because I need Him today more than I needed Him yesterday. That's right. Come on. That's right. I need you more. Yes. More than yesterday. I need you more. Come on, church. More than words can say. We need it more and more and more and more. And as time goes along and as the government gets worse and as America gets worse, we need Him more. Jesus is enough. Don't try to find it in your other remedies. Don't try to find it in your regular religious routines. Don't try to find it in anything else. But Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Part number two. We need to take ourselves, self, out of the picture. Amen. And this is where I'm getting to. Romans 7, chapter 7, 18 through 25. And I want y'all to get there and I want y'all to read this and I want y'all to understand it. So I'm going to read it slow. Thank you. This is a must-needed verse that you need to understand. Thank you, and I'll explain it a little bit after I'm done. For I know that in me, in me. Highlight in me. That is in my flesh. The Bible even brings it out for you. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Amen. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good I find not. Come on. Did y'all did hear that? Let's read that again. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Y'all know that now. That's Bible. That's not Willie Bird. 
For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. You know not within yourself how to do good unless Jesus reveals it to you. For the good that I would, I do not. I have goodness in my heart, but I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Because the sin nature dwelleth within you. And you are prone to do evil. Prone to walk away from God. You're prone to do these things. So for the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, I'll break it down so y'all can understand this, that I do. Verse 20. Now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I want y'all to highlight sin there. And I want y'all to put a note out from among that verse somewhere in your Bible. This is the sin nature. It's not talking about the sins that you may commit every day in your life, but it's sin as a whole. Mm -hmm. The sin nature. Yeah. It's no more I that do it, but the sin that dwelleth in me. Because I'm saved, I know Jesus in my heart. I know that I've accepted Him. I know I'm on my way to glory. But the sin nature is still within me and it rises up. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Verse 21. I find then a law. Come on. That when I do good, evil is present within me. Circle evil. Out to your side, that's still the sin nature. Yeah. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. We delight in the things of God. We love Him so much. We want to serve Him. We want to do these things. But evil is present within us. And it says, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Think about it. So this sin nature is what's bringing you into captivity. And it's what's keeping you from doing the things of God. And it's what you're struggling with and what you keep going back to because you don't know anything else and you don't know how to get away from it. But it's through Jesus Christ... And his finished work that you're able to get away from it. I got ahead of myself, but let's keep reading. But we're fighting this war against flesh, against principalities and powers. We're fighting this. Verse 24, Paul says, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Who shall deliver me from this struggle that I'm in? This struggle that I'm in with my flesh, this struggle that I'm in with myself. Who shall deliver me? The Bible's so cool, it answers your question in the next verse. I thank God. Come on. Underline that a thousand times. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through who, church? Yeah. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin. The flesh is always going to serve sin. It don't know how to do anything else. Amen. That's all it's going to do. Because your flesh is no good. Because in you dwells no good thing. We just read it. Do you believe the Bible cover to cover? That in you dwells no good thing. In the story. Second Corinthians is another verse I want to use. And I'm using a lot of scripture this morning. But that's just because it explains itself. If you just read it. That's our problem in the world today. We have a lack of the knowledge of the Word of God. We have it sitting by our nightstand, but it's closed and got dust all over it. And you can write your finger in there, read me. You know what I do at home? And Brittany can testify to this. I leave my Bible open. That way when I walk by, or if the Lord tells me to pick it up, it's already open and I can flip to whatever the Lord wants me to read. Or maybe I just want to read for my own leisure. 2 Corinthians 12 Seven through nine. And lest I should be exalted above measure. Now we're going we're gonna to put all this together. Let me tell you. And lest I should be exalted above measure. Yourself should never be exalted. Through the abundance of the revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. This is when Paul talks about that thorn in the flesh. The messenger of Satan to buffet me. Satan's always going to come against you. Right at your lowest and try to knock you down. But you need to put your faith in Jesus Christ and His finished work and your victory will take place over Satan. Lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. 
Somebody ought to shout. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. We don't want to admit that. We don't want to say that. We don't want to admit that we're weak and we're limp and we don't know nothing. Jesus knows everything. Jesus is enough. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Hallelujah. Glory in my infirmities. Glory in my sickness. Glory in my disease. Glory in my trial. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Because when we deem ourselves to the lowest of the low, Jesus Christ is lifted high. Somebody shout hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Come on. Y'all don't get that. Y'all ain't as excited as Willie Burden is. Hallelujah. We put ourselves low man on the totem pole. That way Jesus Christ can be lifted high. And ourselves is taken out of the picture. It is no longer us that rules, but it's Jesus that rules. So when you're up here singing or you're up here preaching or you're up here doing your thing, it's no longer you that does it. It's Jesus Christ working through your body. Amen. I got, I got Brian. Who else is out there? Come on. I'm not preaching to a bunch of goats. I'm preaching to the saved, born again, child of God. And you need to be excited. Blessed be the Lord. Thank that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Holy Lord. Acts 4.12. And I'm going to put all this together so y'all keep Blessed your notes where they're supposed to be. Holy Acts 4.12. Neither is there any salvation, circle salvation, in any other, circle other, or underline other, however you want to do it. For there is none, underline none, other name, circle name, under heaven, given among men, underline men, whereby we must be saved. The reason why I tell y'all to underline or highlight those things is because those words are important and you need to look them up. I'm not going to look them up for you right now. But if you look them up, you'll understand that verse even more. But church, as pretty as you might feel, and as confident as you might feel, there's nothing that is good in you. Nothing. Because we do not know how to do good unless we know Christ. Right? We don't know how. We're prone. What's that song say? Prone to leave you, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. That's what we're prone to do because we're human. We're flesh. And in us dwells no good thing. Because the evil, now here's where I'm explaining this to you. Because the evil that we do not want to do, talking about the sin nature, is present within us. It's not us that does the evil, but the sin nature that is in our mortal human body. The sin nature was there when you was born out of your mother's womb. That sin nature was there. You was born in sin. Bible says it, not Willie Bird. You was born in sin. And that sin nature dwells within you for the rest of your life. People don't believe that. People think it just disappears when you get saved. No, the Bible says if you read it, if you read it, the Bible says, oh gosh, I just drew a blank. If you read it, if you read it, the Bible says, oh gosh, I just drew a blank. Let me just start over. It's not us that does evil, but it is the same nature that is in our mortal human body. See, the devil don't want me to say this. But when you come, yeah, there we go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When you come to Calvary and you accept Jesus Christ and you put Him in your heart and life, then that sin nature, and then and only then, does that sin nature become dormant. Y'all are learning something this morning. Then and only then does that sin nature become dormant in your life. Now, dormant means, okay, when you open a bank account at the credit union, and you don't do any activity, you don't put nothing else in there, you don't do anything to it, within six months it becomes dormant. But you know how to make it undormant? 
Y'all going to sell right here. Put a dollar in it. Put a dollar in it. Do some kind of activity and it becomes undormant. Uh-huh. Yeah? Okay. I know that because I work at the credit union. But anyways, anyways, the point I'm trying to make is that that activity can rise back up in your life. When you're trying to get to church in the morning, Brendan, tell you, I get angry. Trying to get to church in the morning and people are going 35 mile an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone, that sin nature starts to rise up within you again. It does. It does. But that sin nature becomes dormant and therefore we can be victorious in Christ. Because when we come and give our lives to Him, we're saying no to the flesh and we're saying yes to the Spirit. Okay? Paul said, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind. How can we overcome this sin nature? How can we become truly born again? Like I said, I'm breaking it up for you. The answer is found in verse number 25. I thank God through who? I got one answer. Through the Lord Jesus. I, want, I just want to make sure y'all are getting what I'm preaching. I want to make sure it's in your head. Because this is the truth. I thank God through who, church? There, there, that's a little better. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God. But in flesh the law of sin. We can only live a victorious life through and by Jesus Christ. It's in Him and Him alone. No amount of works you can do, no amount of steps you can do, no amount of nothing you can do is good within you. But the Spirit of Jesus Christ that dwells within you allows you to do good and allows you to do the right thing. It allows you to serve God. We can only live a victorious life through Him. So take yourself out of the picture. Take flesh out of the picture and let Jesus Christ overflow you with His presence. Take everything out of the picture. All the cares of this life, all the cares of this world, take you out and let Jesus Christ in. And then you can live a victorious life. You can be happy. You can shout. You can dance because your victory is there. It's not going to be there if you're still serving the flesh. It's not going to be there. But He can overflow you. It gives the Holy Spirit latitude to work in your life because you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ in the cross. And when you do that, the Holy Spirit is opened up in your life because you've got your faith placed in the right object. Too many people want to place their faith in self. We see it every day. People want to place their faith in self and what they can do. Honey, I can't do nothing. We can't do nothing. Jesus Christ is enough. In Him, I find my refuge, my God in whom I trust. In Him, I find that where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Amen? When Jesus stepped in, grace abounded much the more in my life. When I realized that the cross is my message, that the cross is what I preach, when I realized that, the Holy Spirit opened up in my life, and now I can preach the gospel with confidence because I know in whom I believe. Nobody can turn me another way because I know the way. Nobody can turn me to this Faith gospel that preachers are preaching. Prosperity gospel. Word of faith doctrine. Nobody can stand me in that direction because I know the truth. And you better not stand in that direction because now you're held liable because I've told you the truth. Jesus stepped in and grace abounded in my life. I was wicked. I was living a sinful lifestyle. I was out doing things that a young teenager shouldn't be doing. But Jesus protected me. His hand was upon me. His grace was walking with me. And therefore, I would fall, but I wouldn't fall too hard because Jesus Christ was right there to pick me up. Y'all ain't getting this. Grace abounded so much more when I was in that sinful lifestyle. Jesus picked me up and He told me, 
these words when I was in church on a Sunday morning. And I will never forget them. Ever. Why are you searching for love as if I'm not enough? Did y'all hear that? Why are you searching for these things in this world? Why are you searching for this spiritual fix? Why are you searching for these things? As if Jesus is not enough. He is enough. He was enough 2,000 years ago to die on the cross. He was enough to save the thief hanging on the cross. He was enough to heal, save, and deliver. He was enough back then. He's enough now. And He'll be enough in the future. And He'll be enough in heaven. He will always be enough. He's my joy when I need joy. That He's my holiness when I need holiness. That He's my strength when I need strength. I find Jesus is whatever I need Him to be in my time, in my situation. Amen. Jesus is whatever I need. Jesus is enough to co uh, overcome any problem or situation or any trial. Jesus is enough. All power is in my Jesus. All glory is in my Jesus. All perfectness is in my Jesus. All my righteousness is in my Jesus. All I need is in Jesus. For He's all I need when trials come. And He's all I need when there's nowhere to turn. And when I'm in trouble, come on, and I'm caught in a storm, my Jesus takes care of me. And He's all I need when that time will come. Come on, church, we're going to do it very soon. When I cross that river and my life here is done, and I and Jesus, I want to add that in there, I and Jesus fought the battle. The victory is won. He's all I need. Jesus is enough, church. Enough for whatever it is. He's enough. Don't try to go through anything else. Because when you do, you frustrate the grace of God. When you do, you're committing spiritual adultery, saying that there's not enough in Jesus Christ and His sacrifice. There's not enough in that, that I've got to go beyond that and do something else. No, you don't. You better stop in your tracks right there. It's through Him. You've got to go walk across the cross to get to heaven. Finished work of Christ. That's the gospel message, y'all. Jesus Christ and His finished work. Paul said, For I determined not to know anything among you, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 2, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And you know how I remember that verse? Because when I got my college ring here, it's got a cross in the center, number one. And then on the side of it, I've got Jesus Christ and Him crucified, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 2. And that's been on there since the Lord gave me the cross message to preach. I was watching a video. I've told Brian and Dad and a few others in here this. I was watching a video while I was at college. It was Billy Graham's last message to America, and the episode was the cross. And all throughout that video, there was this carpenter nailing pieces of driftwood to a cross. And he kept nailing them and nailing them. And you would hear all these stories of these people that God saved and set free and delivered. And you would hear Billy Graham preach, come to Christ. And you would hear all these things. And then at the end of it, there was this song rising up. And it said, as the earth began to quake, he opened up the grave. And our Jesus Christ rose forth from the grave. But what happened at the end? And Jesus spoke to me, volumes to me at the end. All that driftwood fell off. And the cross just shined really brightly. And Jesus spoke to me and told me that the Holy Spirit is going to make the message of the cross more evident in people's lives in the future. Amen. This is the message I want you to preach. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I've been preaching. And people may get tired of it. People may get tired of the cross. But the cross is where I found everything that I need. The cross, Jesus Christ, is where I found everything I need. I don't need nothing else. Why am I trying to find something else? Because nothing's going to satisfy you like Jesus. Like I sang this morning, can't nobody love you like Jesus. Can't nobody save you like Jesus. Can't nobody heal you like Jesus. Jesus in Him alone. Part 3 and I'm done. Ephesians chapter 3, 17 through 20. Ephesians chapter 3, 17 through 20. 
Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is love. Verse 18, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge, passes your knowledge, passes the president's knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Verse 20, now unto him, him, Highlight it. That's Jesus. All these hymns are Jesus. That is able to do exceedingly, underline it, abundantly, underline it, above all, circle all, that we ask, circle ask, or think, circle think, according to the power that worketh within us. So it's not you, church. That verse plainly says that, that you may be rooted and grounded in Christ. In Him alone. That we might be able to comprehend what He's saying to us. That we might be able to comprehend with all the saints. All the saints. What is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge. That ye might be filled with the fullness of God. Do you want to be filled with the fullness of God this morning? Then put your faith in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. That power is Jesus Christ and it comes from his Holy Spirit. Hebrews 1, 3 through 4. Who being in the brightness of his glory. This is one you need to memorize, Keith, if you ain't already. Hebrews chapter 1, 3 through 4. Who being in the brightness of his glory. Ooh, come on. The Word of God excites me. I don't know about y'all, but when I read it, it's like a movie playing right before my eyes. Who being in the brightness of His glory, not yours, and the express image of His person. This is all talking about Jesus. And upholding all things by the Word of His power. His. Not yours. There's no power within you. There's no power within yourself. I'm not trying to offend nobody, but people get up here and pray for people sometimes and they think that, you know, if they speak a little louder, something's going to happen because they got power in them. No, the power is in Jesus Christ. It's not in you. It's not in you. I know the Bible tells us to lay hands on people and pray for the sick, but you pray that Jesus would heal them. You can't do it. Unless you know Jesus Christ and unless He told you they're healed, don't say it. Going to keep going on. Who being in the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person, upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself, hallelujah, bless His holy name, by Himself, purged all our sins. Somebody's going to shout. By himself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah to the Lamb. By himself. Purged all of our sins. Wiped all of our tears away. Done everything that could ever be done. By himself. Why do people think that somebody else needs to come back down and die? That somebody else needs to add to his work? No. By himself. The Bible says it. That just makes me happy right there. Purged our sins. Sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Being made so much better than the angels. If he's so much better than the angels, you ain't no better than he is. You ain't. He's exalted above the angels. He's exalted above the earth. Sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Being made so much better than the angels. As he hath by inheritance, by his inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they. Whoo-wee, hallelujah. I'm, I'm tired, y'all. More excellent than they. More excellent than they. I thought this was going to be quick, but the Lord's just spacing it out, I guess, so y'all can understand it. But more excellent name than they. Galatians 6, 17. And I'm coming to a close. Dad can come to the piano. From henceforth, Galatians 6, 17. And I want y'all to highlight this in your book. If you don't, I'm going to haunt you. 
I'm telling you, highlight it, underline it, because this is what you need to know. From henceforth, let no man, no man, no preacher, no song leader, let no man trouble me. For I bear in my body. Ooh, somebody's going to shout right here. I know it. For I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Bless His holy name. I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I accepted Him in my heart life, I bear the mark. I've been marked. Marked. And now, into forever I'll go. Into heaven I'll go because I've been marked. Woo! That makes me want to cry. Because I don't deserve to be marked. You don't deserve to be marked. Woo! You don't deserve to be marked. But Jesus is all good. He saw fit. He saw fit for Willie Burton to preach the gospel. He saw fit for Delma to preach the gospel. He saw fit to St. Brian. He saw fit to put me in a Christian family. He saw fit to give me the desires of my heart. My son's coming in just a few days. And the number one thing I want him to know is that I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want him to know in whom I have believed. I want to be able to share everything that I know about Jesus with him so that when he goes into this world that he won't be swayed by the devil because I can only hold him so long. I can only hold him in my arms so long and then I've got to let him go. And he's got to decide heaven or hell. He's got to decide Satan or Jesus. He's got to decide. The church he's seen fit or nothing. We deserve hell. It's not a comfy suit to wear. It's not a comfy suit to sit in. It's not a famous sermon. We deserve hell. We don't deserve a nice truck to ride in. We don't deserve a nice house to lay our head down at night. We deserve hell. And what would do us all good if this God lifted up the portals of hell for about five seconds? To let you see what you and I deserve is that place. But I thank God that I'm not going to hell. That I'm going to heaven. I'm going to a land flowing with milk and honey. I'm going to a land that Jesus has gone to prepare for me. And if it was not so, he wouldn't have told me. Once we understand that all good and perfect gifts we receive comes through and by Jesus Christ in the cross. Once we take ourselves out of the picture, then everything that we are can rest in Jesus Christ. We can be in Jesus Christ and He can be in us. We can be one with Him as Him and the Father are one. One. Thank you, Holy Spirit. One through Jesus Christ in the cross. One. Togetherness. Unity. One. Too many times we get ourselves depressed. We get in a rut. We find ourselves down and sick and hungry for something to deliver us from the trial or situation that we're in. We find every way in the world to try to fix our situation instead of going to Christ. We struggle and we fight. We struggle and we fight to find an answer. And we ask God why. And we wonder why. And He's asking you this morning. Am I enough for you? He's asking you. I know this was for this church. I know it beyond the shadow of a doubt. Is Jesus enough for you this morning? Is he? Is he really enough? Is his sacrifice enough? Is his love enough? Boy, it is for me. 
Am I enough or is Satan enough for you? Am I enough or is this world enough for you? Am I enough or is the lust of your soul got you trapped? Am I enough? Choose this day who that you're going to serve. Are you going to serve Satan or Jesus? My Bible says you can't serve two masters. I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus is enough. I'm here to tell you one more thing. They can start singing if they want to. But I've been to Calvary. And I met the one who gave his life for me. I've been to Calvary and he set me free from this world of misery. I've been to Calvary this morning. Have you? Have you been to Calvary this morning? How many times does he got to prove to you that he loves you? How many times does he got to deliver you? How many victories does he got to give you before you realize that he's enough? Quit your murmuring and complaining. Jesus is enough. Y'all come to this altar this morning. I want to see how many people I got in this church that knows that Jesus is enough. Come on up. I want this altar for you.
give a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy, worthy, worthy to be praised. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That was awesome. And I'm not saying that to brag on Willie Bird. I'm saying that to brag on my God. Thank you, Jesus. To brag on my God. We got to do one more thing, and y'all know it. Y'all know me enough, heard me enough, and we got to do one more thing. We're going to worship the Lord just one more time. Oh, Jesus is the sweetest name I'll ever know.